0: Independent wrestling is pretty
1: damn fucking cool. We're sitting down the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino and We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that
0: just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening.
2: It's a rare condition this day and age. Good news on the newspaper page, and love and tradition of the grand design, some people say it's even harder to find, well then there
3: must be some magic clue, inside these gentle
0: walls.
1: Good evening everybody, and we have reached the depths of hell today, (laughs) as we have another episode of the Ross Family Matters Podcast. Joined by Victor Stigros. Hello. Jack Spade. Oh my God. I'm Hotshot Scott Williams, and we are joined by Raffle Girl, Ooh. ring announcer, so Alex Riley, admirer. Backstage <laughs> correspondent. Backstage correspondent. And, um...
3: Jack of almost all trades, but master of none.
1: Jack and master in the scene. <laughs> Jacking off masters on uh, a trade? What?
3: <laughs> oh, my God. I walked <laughs> That's into what that it sounds like. Jack?
0: Hey. Not unlike a Melissa Banty promo in SWE, I'm going to spend this entire broadcast bombling her. <laughs> oh, God, no.
3: I'm not wearing a bra.
2: Yikes. <laughs> so, uh, tell us, where do we know you from? How do we know you? When did we meet you?
3: You? Or should I say that you unfortunately met me? Yeah, you guys unfortunately met me. I'm sorry. Um, SWE, 2012 November, I was brought in by one Chaz Moretti to be his arm candy. I was that for a while, then. That had to be
1: the low point of any life.
3: Hey, <laughs> it got me started in wrestling, even though I trained with Armani in 09, for a month. What? And then I had to stop. You didn't know? No. You guys never knew. Okay. Did he remember?
1: <laughs> but, and the admiration from his end hasn't ceased since.
3: So, long story short, been a fan of wrestling since I was two years old. Really got back into it when I was 14 in Catholic school. Great place to love wrestling. Um... Went to my first indie show, March of 08. Ran it. Uh, Hero.
2: Okay. No. Met
3: Mick Foley. Hey, I didn't know back then, okay? Okay. Dave
2: Hero's a nice guy.
3: He's oh, a nice n- guy.
2: His shows aren't so entertaining. I think
0: he's in there, so
2: don't give it all up. <laughs> yeah, right don't give right. it all up. I'm just saying, nice '09.
3: Guy. went to another Dave Hero show. Saw a paper, that said, want to be a wrestler. Wrote my name on it. Was ready to go to a friend's house. One night to audition for America's Next Top Model, got a call from Armani, said, you want to check this out? I said, sure. My pops drove me. I trained that first day, didn't expect to, black and blue.
1: Were you trained at the power plant after that?
3: No. No. Um, I had to quit after a month, though, because my pops got hired back at his job at the post office, and I realized that the time wasn't for me. Got into modeling. The photographers I worked with were in wrestling. Then I got brought back into wrestling by Moretti. Yeah, so. in fact,
1: there was that one photographer, uh,
3: Jim or Rob, which one?
1: Rob. The okay. Spank bank guy.
3: <laughs> I have no clue about that nickname on him. Can you go ahead?
1: There's a th- he has a theory.
3: Okay, I've seen his work. Yes. And
1: I've seen some of the ways he shoots some of those <laughs> pictures, and I'm not so sure that those pictures are necessarily shot for the models. If you know what I mean,
3: I do get what you're saying. Yeah,
1: they might be. Those pictures may be sticky. Okay. Are you saying that uh, 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 an
2: older guy with a camera is really just an under, <laughs> undercover pervert and not a photographer? <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. I'm thinking that that could be the case.
3: Oh no, I had I, I had a perverted photographer one time. I'm not going into that story. His name was Jason Masters. So <laughs> <laughs> thank God no. No, I, now, I black feel asshole. like
1: I feel like I know that. FWE in 2012. I feel like I met you prior to that at maybe a BCW show in 2010 when you were hanging out with Droopy Drawers.
3: Um, <laughs> Droopy I don't remember Droopy Drawers. Yeah, who is Droopy Drawers? yeah who is Droopy Drawers? Help, help, help me out.
0: I thought Droopy Drawers, isn't Droopy Drawers the same person as Hatchet Face? <laughs> <Who's>, oh!
3: <laughs> wait, wait Hatchetface. is Hatchet Face a woman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, that, that friendship is no longer a friendship. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, back back in my fangirl days, as I like to call it. I know you
1: do shows. But you do some. Still, I still really CW. resided. Yeah, right.
2: No,
3: hey, not like hey, I'm not. Hey, I'm not going to wrestling shows. Am um, I? You know, taking days off and going to WWE shows to get autographs. Right anymore. now, you're That's getting
1: autographs doing. from indie.
3: No, actually I don't. She's moving up, all right? Yes. Damn it. Fuck you.
1: Our mushroom bruises we, considered autographs. <laughs>
3: well. Well. Could uh be. no. Well, there was one in, one show I did go to for BCW that had Kevin Thorne and Tommy Dreamer and that was the only show I went to for quite a while. It wasn't until JP said, "Come for the show to support the boys. Don't come because of the promoter." Cuz some shit had happened. So. Sure, sure. So, we might have met before then, So but, No, because I, yeah. I
1: know there was some there was some Kirk shows when he was running on 13th Oh, yeah, that yeah, you that's you right, at, ICW, so. yeah,
3: yeah. So, me and you met, but I didn't meet these two right. until the Ross family. Yeah, like, I never that knew that you time. until I
1: called you a
2: whore. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Ragnar.
2: Oh, I knew you pretty well by that point that <laughs> I was calling you Nick Ragnar. Yes,
3: but. yes, and actually, it's funny, Scott and I were talking about this on Saturday that you guys... I dug my own grave by saying you guys never broke me in an interview, and that first time we were at that new... The current. The the, D, the DJ Live place, or whatever oh, yeah. the hell it was. Th- yeah,
1: that...
2: Oh, that, that, yeah. That, that place. I forgot I all about that. That's where...
3: Yeah, that's where he auto mechanic me, Spade auto mechanic me, as I like to call it, and you guys did kind of fucking break me in that what, interview. What's
2: that mean? You changed your oil?
3: No, he looked under me like he was. Nobody did. Oh, okay.
1: So yeah. <laughs> the thing is this: when you have encounters with the Ross family, yes, you will wind up broke. It might be financially, it might be emotionally, <laughs> it might be physically, but you're gonna be broke. Yes. In some way. and you but. broke
3: me finally after I don't know right. how many interviews we had done up to that point.
0: Put but. it down on recorder right now. <laughs> Jacks Spade breaks women. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
2: absolutely, and it may be financially, emotionally, <laughs> or physically, or physically. Or but all it Definitely three. won't be comedically <laughs> or sexually. No,
1: <laughs> I will tell you this: if you if your encounter is with a Ross family member named Jason Masters, all three of those breaks apply. <laughs> That's right, at one time. Yeah. So, hi, Monica. Yikes! Oh, <laughs> In geez. fact, the only break
2: you won't get from Buck is for your wallet, because he's going to work that motherfucker out.
0: Right. Uh, we're still waiting for him to show up, right? Love we, you, we yeah, yeah, he's a
1: couple weeks late, but we're, we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's delve into the half.
3: All right. Uh, I, know
1: gap, so, so, yes. so, yeah. I know how this Yes, I know
3: how this A little goes.
0: stickier than usual today.
3: Yeah, oh, I, I
1: wonder Rob why. why you
3: take those pictures? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if you can't read it, I'll read it
3: for you. Well, sorry to disappoint, it's not who you put in the hat over five times to try to get me to talk about. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Will the real JP please stand up? Oh, shit, but this is a topic. Well, I yeah, you set, put that yeah. topic in Which there? is
1: good, because <laughs> I need... Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: so, I, I, I fucked up <laughs> uh, at ICW, um, not this last one, but the one before, it was the Rumble, I had no list and order of who was coming in, and I called Rocky Kisses Sean Priest, because I only saw him for the side. Okay. And then, um, Sean Priest came out afterwards. So, of course, the crowd yelled that I was racist, but hey, I fucked up and called Kato Zach McGuire when he got eliminated, so I'm not racist. I fucked up on both races.
1: No, you're just farcical. Yeah, Our guest exactly. today is a white supremacist. <laughs> and you
0: know what? Being called racist by an ICW crowd, is that really, like, that probably made her a huge face.
3: (laughs) Well, right,
1: because, yeah, they were probably... Well,
3: thank goodness they played off of it, because when Sean was getting hit, Rocky was like, Why are you hitting me? Stop hitting me! That really
2: doesn't explain... Why you add, refer to it as the real JP?
3: I though. forgot why I wrote JP. I think JP had some reason. And now I can't even remember why I write some of these freaking topics. The well,
1: JP's you know. normally the ring announcer, right?
3: Yeah, Price. I think so. so. I think was so, was it
1: that he wasn't there?
3: He or? wasn't there, but I forgot why I wrote, well, the real JP. I don't know. All right. So, so well, while
1: we're on the subject, then what yeah. are your thoughts of JP?
3: JP is JP. All right. He's always got a fanny pack. Yeah, that he does. And Zubas. And Zubas. And Zubas. All right. Well. And it, JP is the reason I started going back to BCW. Okay. He's
0: usually the reason uh, women leave. <laughs> oh, hey, <okay.
2: laughs> oh. I want to go on record and point out that that was definitely Jack Spade <laughs> who said that. Huh? Jack Spade. Huh? Shitting on JP. Uh, d- c- come on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, get, I, I guess that's that topic. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> There's not, Whatever. not a lot going on there. That's fine. You, uh, you, uh, yeah, go ahead, Fat
0: Heisenberg. <laughs> right. Fize uh, yeah, no. It's, it's really good to make a, a fucking visual, a visual joke, joke yeah. <laughs> when nobody can see what the fuck it is. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. Piece of shit. Oh, man, this one's really put together well.
3: Oh,
0: boy. Be. Bruiser Brody.
3: Oh,
2: shit. I love Bruiser Brody. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, Bruce Brody, kick your fucking head off. Um,
1: I have problems with Bruce Brody.
2: Oh boy, here we go. Got a lot
0: of problems with
2: you people. Take
1: it down, get up. Um, I well, I think he was impressive in size, and he was quite a draw all over the United States and huge in Japan and whatnot. He had a history of killing territories. Um, he had a history of being hard to work with, um, messing with promoters, not always. Uh, working well with guys he was in the ring with. Now, there were some. Now he did great work for Fritz von Erich. Yeah. Um, he was very loyal. He didn't try to screw that territory over. He had a lot of respect for Fritz. And that's Vern Gagne. Fun. And Vern, sure. But there were other places he would go. He wasn't the easiest guy to do business with. So I think a lot of that was outlaw
2: promotions mm-hmm. uh, that were trying to bring him in to pop their little area. But they were also in the backyard of, say, a Fritz von Erich or a Vern Gagne, or somebody he felt some sort of a loyalty to. Sure. So he would take the bookie and he would take the money, and then he would kill the town. And while I'm not in support of something like that, right. I could see why he would do it. He was doing it to protect his
1: regular money at those other places sure i mean there's some of that i don't know like the, the whole lex luger incident in florida Rex was interesting luger. because first of all lex luger's clutch apparently he is luger. the most Somebody clutch thinks person they have ever talked about um and and that was one of those i don't feel like doing business with this dude today and again lex luger's a ended up being a giant tool but that's not the point i mean the point was he had a job to do and he wasn't going to do it
0: True, the only Brody I can even recall seeing is the Brody Abdullah matches. Oh, there are a lot of those, and they are not good. No.
2: No. There's a uh, you never saw the it's, I know it's on the network, him and Rick Rude at Texas Stadium. Where,
0: didn't Rick Rude beat the <laughs> oh no, quite the no, opposite.
2: Yeah. Quite the opposite. Brody takes a few liberties with Rude. he's kicking him in the face repeatedly.
0: Yeah, I, I can't recall
2: that
3: one, mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's a little stiff. Now, for the record, for, for the benefit of our guests, Bruiser hmm. Brody is not the actor Adrian Brody. Right.
3: <laughs> I don't know who that is either. So. Or Darwin. the actor Adrian Zemed. Nor would Adrian Nobody's Adrian Zemed
1: <laughs> because he was the star of Grease 2.
3: Star. Oh, God. I thank God I've never I seen I can't that wait till
1: we get to that topic. Dude, Grease 2 is the best. Like, for it's what? The to best. fall asleep? I best have. musical ever. Best um, Michelle Pfeiffer vehicle. Uh, best use of an Englishman in a leaf roll. I
2: heard that when Lane had his knee surgery.
1: They showed him Grease too and saved on the anesthesia. Oh, Shut me out the whole time. Well, then you missed out. The reproduction song is great. It's We're going to bowl tonight. We're not on
3: that topic. I hope we get to my topic of what movie needs a sequel. Is I'm it sure Grease 2?
0: Right? I was going to say, why should I say Grease 3 or like that? They wouldn't even call it Grease 3. No. It'd
1: be Grease 2, 2. No, it's called two Grease and a half. 3, still
3: greasy. <laughs> 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 we're not on that topic yet.
1: But,
0: I, you know, another thing you can kind of talk about Bruiser Brody with is, like, him and Abby and those guys really kind of were the forerunner of that ECW style that you kind of hate. Yeah. Because without them... You don't get of the
1: blood who, and gore, yeah. and the and the forerunner of Hep C. <laughs> well, back in the seventies,
2: and that was predominantly Brody's time. They adhered to the statement that red equal green. Mm-hmm. If you bled, you made money. Especially if you were running
1: in Detroit with the chic.
2: right? So, I don't know that they were necessarily necessarily trying to grandfather, be the grandfathers of ECW. It just sort of worked out that.
1: Right. The real grandfather of ECW is whoever, Hot gave, stuff, Eddie whoever gave birth to Paul Heyman's mom. <laughs> Why? Wow. Well, that would be the grandfather. You see where I'm going now? That's not a.
2: I do, but I feel like that would be the great grandfather, and his parents would actually be the. Because ECW would be his Oh, his wow, he's really going with that. With that area. Area. Yeah, and so nice. far away from Bruiser Brody, I don't even know how the
1: fuck we got here. <coughs> okay, so let's talk. Okay. A
3: left turn, So right let's bring and it back to this.
1: As much as I didn't like the reputation Brody had, and I didn't like the way he conducted business, I also didn't like the way that he was allowed to not only be murdered in cold blood, but basically uh, never got justice for that. Right. Mm-hmm. No, so. and that
0: guy still ran. That was Victor Quinonius, wasn't it? No. Invader.
1: No. No, invader, that was. Invader. Uh, invader killed him,
2: and then it was Carlos Cologne, <clears throat> and I forget who the other
1: one, but it's not Victor Quinonius, that were the, the promoters. Board. Yeah. Okay. But he was basically killed in a shower. If you go back, I'm not going to try to retell the story because I'll miss some details, but if you talk to, talk to some of the American wrestlers that were booked on that show and what a shit show that was and how things got covered up, and a lot of those wrestlers kind of feared for retribution, and it was just terrible. And, again, it's, it's the risk you take when you leave. I mean, it's dangerous enough wrestling in some of these towns, especially back in the 70s and 80s on the East Coast, but you kind of take your life in your own hands when you go overseas. Japan's a different animal, a little bit more respectful, but you go some other places. Mexico, Puerto Rico, overseas, you know Germany, you're asked you, you could be asking for trouble sometimes, and, but you don't expect it from the promoter, right i expect it from a fan. Well, you know, but well
0: let me ask you guys this question.
1: Would you want to wrestle
0: in Puerto Rico if you could wrestle, first of all, no. Uh, and if that opportunity was positive? Would you even want to go there?
2: Let me ask you this question. Would I be paid for my own way there like a certain someone <laughs> in the business?
3: Were you just in my head? Alright. No, I don't I,
2: think so. Wait, wait, uh, who,
1: who paid the way to go to Puerto Rico? Uh, <coughs> then there's a guy. Yeah. he got a pink
2: mohawk and a shitty in-ring
1: style. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yes. I, no, you're, you're not really... Full put
1: <laughs> yourself, over, <laughs> put no, yourself no. over.
0: I'm saying if they they attempt to book you in Puerto Rico... For how long? I, I don't know what a standard... Port, a week, two-week tour. A two-week tour? Maybe. Maybe. Cause, maybe. Cause because I,
2: it's not 1984 anymore.
0: Ah, uh, Okay. But I have still never seen a Puerto Rico crowd that I enjoy, because it's always in the middle of a baseball field, Yeah, they don't crowd around the ring, they're way in the fucking stands, and you're way in the middle of the field.
1: Pitching batteries at you. And they're th- fucking throwing yeah. shit at I'm you. I'm saying wow. no, across the board, to Puerto Rico. One, it's a dangerous city, and I know there's a lot of dangerous cities out there. I know Chicago's it's dangerous. It's a country. I know more, Well,
0: it's an sand, island.
1: Okay, the, the island itself, is, but I'm talking about like San Juan, and... Baltimore are two really violent cities. Okay, okay, that's where they're running most of their shows. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Unless you're putting me up on a resort, like like if when you go to Jamaica, which is also rough, but if you're on a resort, you're fine. Unless you're putting me up on a resort and transporting me back and forth uh, with like some armed guard, I'm stay. I'm good. I know this will shock everybody, but I've been to Jamaica. Well, would, so would
0: you uh, would you work a show in Jamaica, a tour in Jamaica, Vic?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> without
2: question, <laughs> without question. Why? Well, you, you know, it doesn't mom. take
1: as it doesn't take a ton of green to compensate some wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped. Hey, oh,
2: a man, up to two ounces on the island is legal.
3: <laughs> trying to be Jack Black, and uh, I know nobody's trying to be Nobody. Jack Black. Nobody. I still don't know what you did. or, or Jack
2: Black, well. <laughs>
0: uh, that guy from Workaholics is trying to be Jack Black. The guy with the perm? No. <laughs> the guy who looks like Jack Black. You know,
1: know, who's, who's, trying trying to be, you know who's trying to be Jack Black? Th- that shitty movie where they sing a cappella. What's it called? Pitch-
3: perfect? Pitch. perfect? Yeah.
1: The dude who wants to be the, girl, the boyfriend of that, that annoying.
3: Fat Amy? Yeah. Oh, that,
1: that dude that, thinks he's that Jack dude, Black.
3: That dude, yeah. I mean, and I know
1: that that was vague and nobody knows his name. Yeah, I don't know who that is.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know his actual Deuce name. Deuce I forget his character name. Are you spending your name? free
2: time watching
3: Pitch Perfect? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pitch Perfect 3 was better I mean, than Pitch Perfect 2. I mean, I know there's a 2 teenager
1: and... in your house. I've seen a few minutes of it. Okay. Hmm. and Which is enough. Between that, between for that, three the, years. between the fat Aussie broad and yeah. the Jack Black wannabe, it w- if I didn't turn it off after a few minutes, it would have been cyanide capsule soup. Let sure. me ask you this.
2: Uh, throwback to a former question, <laughs> mm-hmm. a previous question. What have you seen more of? The Paw Patrol or Pitch Patrol? <laughs> paw. Okay. Oh, a lot more Paw
3: Patrol. All right. Nice.
0: Uh, more of my favorite Paw Patrol characters. There's the <laughs> trash man. The orthodontist. The, the orthodontist. Uh, the dentist with the bad teeth. He's the, the race car driver. Uh, let's see. The accountant. Can I say the accountant? <laughs> the voodoo uh, master. And the gynecologist. college. a shangle? <laughs> no, that's a wrestler. Not a <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. All right.
2: There's Bruiser Brody. There you go. All right. All right, here we go. All the way to the bottom.
0: Alright. Yeah, because they mix so well. We started from the bottom, now we're her.
2: Thanks, Drake. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Get it open,
2: man. I'm working on it, baby. Uh,
0: uh, uh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> Alex <Riley's> oh, shit. <laughs> movies for the deaf. Oh, oh yes. yes. All right. oh, shit.
3: Alex
2: Riley's so, movies for the okay. deaf, we talked about
3: I heard. Yes. This. I I was coming from lacrosse when you guys It was
2: our uh, Cleveland edition.
3: Yes, I, I yes. Uh, we
2: discussed Alex Riley's movies for the deaf. Mm mm. But uh just a, a quick summary. Alex Riley's movies for the deaf started as attempts to uh come up with an idea on how to get the young and impressionable AC Riley over with the crowd at the time because he was just coming off his tag team with of Youth Gone Wild and he didn't really have a solo gimmick yet.
0: So we turned it into a driving game. Correct. Okay. Correct. So Alex Riley is with his parents as a ten year old boy. And they're leaving the the Azzaro as a movie, right? And they're walking down an alley, okay? Ah oh, shit. Alright? And somebody comes up and ask Alex Riley's parents for their money and her necklace, but they don't respond because they're both deaf. I
2: like it.
0: Uh, And you know what? That criminal shot both of Alex Riley's parents. Who was the criminal? Uh, Joe Chill. Okay. Yeah, you think I'm going there? I'm not going there. Okay. All right? All right. Which causes Alex Riley to eventually, after a long journey, Uh put on a costume as a bat, and learn and, Krav Maga. Krav Maga is definitely... I mean, I've been watching some videos about Batman. Uh, ah, shit, I said it. Uh, <laughs> you really
1: did. You <laughs>
3: did. You did.
0: But, you did. but uh, I've been watching some videos, and he would definitely use some crop Maga. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay.
2: Uh,
0: May I? Yeah,
1: of yeah. course. Oh, you have more.
0: There's more. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Shit. So he dresses as a bat and okay. fights crime. Side note, he is also deaf. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Why didn't you my tail with <laughs>
2: Alex Riley and his wife Melissa are hired to watch the Overlook Hotel in the off season along with their son Aaron Sacrifice. After a few months alone, Alex begins to experience paranormal activity around him at the Overlook over At one point Melissa goes in to check in with the Park Ranger to see about an impending snowstorm.
0: (laughs) But she can't hear what he's saying because
2: she's deaf. Eventually, Alex snaps from being stuck in a hotel with no one else around besides Melissa and Aaron Sacrifice and begins to run amok with an axe. Oh, shit. Alright. Melissa is able to escape Alex Riley through the giant maze with young Aaron <laughs> sacrifice because
1: Alex Riley is deaf. <laughs> All right. Okay, I got one. But before we go there, Shelly Duval or
3: Melissa. Oh. She- Shelly Duval, please take her. No, Melissa,
0: you're catching a couple for okay. me here. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Shelly Duval is rough. Okay, yeah. okay. okay.
1: Alex, right. Alex Riley is a foreign exchange student from England. Okay. He settles in at Rydell High. <laughs> where he wants to fit in with the cool kids. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> he takes a shine <laughs> to one of the pink ladies. The problem is the pink ladies are basically the chicks of the T-Birds, and he needs to fit in. So he works really hard, saves up some money, not only buys, but learns to ride a motorcycle in which to help impress the leader of the pink becomes ladies. Becomes a cool rider, if you will. He becomes a cool rider after being kissed at a bowling alley, and right when they're about to... to, to Graduate together and and get maybe married and whatnot. She asks him to marry h- her. He can't hear because he's deaf, and they go there separately.
0: <laughs> you know what I just realized I, right now? What's that?
1: Grease two is exactly the same
0: as Grease one, but opposite. Hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah that's okay. Accurate. Yeah, I just got to pick okay. Yep. You want to want shot yeah, I got a shot. I've been thinking in my head. All right, <clears throat> Alex Riley is a huge wrestling fan. Oh. Him and his friend, who are in business for themselves...
2: Is it a shit business?
3: It is a shit yeah. business. yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Get tickets one night to WCW Nitro to see their hero, the King, take on a Diamond Dallas Page. Now, Alice Riley's parents, particularly his dad, gets down on him because he feels oh, hey. he should be
2: a cop. He okay. said, get down! <laughs>
3: okay.
1: Gets down! Yikes.
3: But Alex Riley does not listen to him because he is deaf. Okay, fuck that. I'm, okay, I'm, that works, but I'll right. tell you this. That
1: movie, Ready to Rumble, was a movie made specifically for the blind. <laughs> that movie was made for wrestling fans, but not
2: all wrestling fans. The wrestling fans that wrestling fans look at and go, "Ew." Hey, I
3: hung up the phone on my father one day because that movie came on, and I'm like, Dad, there's something with wrestling. I gotta go. Bye. I will
1: rule you.
3: That was the very first time I ever saw that movie. You ever seen Crabs Up Close? (laughs) (laughs) Wanna see? Was
1: was it the movie I Like to Hurt People? Remember that wrestling? I've not seen that
3: one. No, no. I will now unleash my secret. Oh, snap! What? Ah! Chaz Moretti! Oh, okay! What the fuck? Did you break this shit?
1: No. Alright, so... (laughs) <laughs> You've had relations with Chaz. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, hey
3: no. Relations. Okay, business I don't need his wife. Business to kick relations. My ass. What's
0: Chaz Moretti's wife look like?
3: You guys never seen her? Amy, no, Amy's, no,
0: Amy's no. really an, a sweetheart. Amy Moretti?
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, He's, that's her. Is her actually. she on Facebook? Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Do you think his pickup line was
1: "Hey, broad"? Hey, broad. Hey, broad. You want to be in Let's, my agency?
3: Uh, let me no, no. Let me put it this way. Let's go You want to go back to Rob go Myers for a minute? Yeah. There's. Six degrees of separation, her, Moretti, Rob. It's fucked up, but I don't want to get into it. Wow.
0: She's connected to the photographer. I believe... Who fucked
2: Kevin Bacon? I believe what just (laughs) happened is Melissa informed us of a big old Illinois fuck pile.
3: No, it wasn't that. No, and Rob lives in Wisconsin. Oh, she's not bad. Yeah,
1: she's a nice lady.
3: All right. All right. Cool. So the way, the way I got to know Chaz Murdy was through Rob. And, and penis. <laughs> no, God, no. Um, it was at a GLCW show in September of 2012.
1: By the way, is there any truth to the rumor that Rob's middle name is Magov?
3: I have no clue, but Rob McGov. <laughs> Fuck you, Maru. Um, no, you say that, Maru walks away, I love it. Anyway, um, I was sitting in front row, and Murdy comes out. And I'm just going off at him, as a fan would. And he takes his jacket off and throws it over my head, thinking that'll shut me up. Now, most fans would typically take the jacket and throw it on the ground, stomp on it, whatever. No, I put it on and put my glasses on and said, see, I told you I'd make this jacket look better than you. Uh, Next show was a combined JLCW and... Some show out of Illinois that I can't think of at the moment. I think of Smashing Pumpkin.
1: Oh, I remember. We were Revolution. Revolution. Re- Resistance.
3: Resistance. In fact, Resistance. that was, that was Resistance. a Resistance.
1: historically bad night for you.
2: It was. It was. That was the day a 12 year old girl drove a car into my truck.
0: What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, okay.
2: That's a true story. Oh, shit. Yeah. Lala. Was it Lala? Uh, the invented character was Lala, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. wow. So, is there any truth to the rumor that Chaz Moretti paid you to be his personal valet in SWE?
3: The first time I did it, yes. A $50 Victoria's Secret gift card. Oh,
0: that's creepy. That's creepy in a couple ways.
3: Yeah, it's creepy in a couple ways, and
1: it's really a, a just a higher yeah. budget than... <laughs> like, say, Ice Cream Man Tyler Sunday buying all that ice cream, which is more than his payday, and handing it out to everybody. I would like to
0: point out that I didn't get $50 to work that show.
1: <laughs> neither did Chaz. But, right, too, he said
3: you were getting paid more than me and Dayhawk tonight. Okay. And, oh,
1: Day-Hawk, uh,
3: yeah. Yeah, Dayhawk. Yeah, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Do you
2: think Dayhawk ever found pants that he didn't have to pull up after every step? No. Okay.
0: I don't think Dayhawk works anymore.
2: I don't think you wear pants anymore, either. He's just in the house, Woody the Pooh. Chaz
0: Chaz Moretti went in the hat because you specifically, Scott, wanted to talk about Chaz Moretti a little bit. Listen,
1: I don't necessarily run around and throw in anybody's face how long I've been involved in a wrestling business, but I pretty much understand how it works. Which means I don't need a lecture from somebody about what it is to be a mark and how we shouldn't take things too seriously when you walk around in character and pay people to be your valet. That's all I'm saying. Like I think you can fill in the blanks there. I think you understand. What I,
2: I I hear you. I'd like to talk about the Chasmeretti bump.
1: Sure. Would you describe
0: the Chasmeretti bump, not just describe how it looked, but instead of... Saying how it looked, can you think of other things that it looked like that people could compare? Sure. So
2: we'll start by explaining the bump. Sure. It was Matt Longtime, managed by Chaz Moretti, against Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! Oh! For GLCW. Uh, Moretti was off to up on the ring apron. Overcame Duggan. He grabbed him. Gave him a punch. Moretti clutched the top rope for dear life, eased himself down to the canvas, and then just sort of kind of rolled off onto his feet onto the floor. A real shit bump. I'd like to equate it as an old man easing into a bathtub. (laughs) Right on. And that was probably, at that point, I don't know what he's done since then, his biggest, you know... Showing today, there's like a thousand people, mm-hmm. he's working with Duggan, and he couldn't be bothered to take a halfway decent bump. And I was accused by Jason Masters of taking a Moretti bump on Saturday, <laughs> and Uh-oh. he's full of shit. Full of shit.
0: Come here, tough guy, ho! Punch! Oh, Gladys, the water's too hot!
3: <laughs> You're going back to Moretti for a second, I must have known somehow he was going to pop up tonight. Cause I was thinking about my appearance that I made with him on Mad Cow down in Illinois. Could not remember what Mad year. Mad Cow it.
1: disease. No,
3: no, ma- man, cow. A uh, man cow. Man cow.
1: Man cow. Yeah, yeah, well, I know man cow. Yes. I also had an appearance with Mad Cow.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I ended up becoming the girl who had sex with her boyfriend on the highway. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Yeah, yeah. They split. Okay, so we started together on the microphone, but then they wanted to. They they like.
2: It's Man Cow was a work, is what you Yeah, talking pretty about So Yeah, and
3: so then they <coughs> separated us and put me on the opposite side of these two guests and Moretti, and they're like, okay, you're going to become the girl who had sex with her boyfriend on the highway. And they actually had video of it, too.
1: So Well, well wait, was it real video?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was the real video. video. Was, I, think, I think it was in Ohio. It wasn't of me. And it then they gimmicked her, her. Yes. Oh, I get it. Yes. So yeah. they, they yeah.
1: completely did a, a Springer I mean, right. Pretty
3: much. Yes. Mancow yes. Muller,
1: popular from yes.
2: nineteen ninety nine to two thousand, spanning over two decades. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. After-
0: <laughs> Here's something about the name Man Cow. Alright? The name Man Cow isn't one you choose for yourself, okay? It's one that is just told to you so often you eventually resign yourself. Well, <laughs> no, you know why they call the mancow, right? No, I don't. Because he had udders. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: yeah, that was that was kinda interesting.
0: But, uh, you know, you just get called man-cow enough where you're like, Fine, I'm man-cow. Do <laughs> you, you remember the 45-minute Iron Man
1: match you did with Chaz Moretti?
0: Uh, yeah, it was not good. What? Uh, I, what? 1978. What? Bayoman,
1: Be- right. Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was getting pelted by nine volts the whole time. You want to talk
2: about two guys that could have should have been stabbed in the shower? Yikes!
0: I couldn't hear him coming because I was deaf.
2: <laughs> hey, old good callback. I, I couldn't hear him coming because I was deaf and watching Grease too. Hey, <laughs> now we've. Walked our way back
3: through every topic prior to this. Steph, also,
0: cruiser Brody
2: was there. Watching <laughs>
3: Greece two while Pitch Perfect was playing on the radio.
0: Bruiser Brody was there punching everybody backstage until he found JP.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh, back to me, shit.
0: Okay. Watch See, that's me. why there's the stuff in the hat is not gonna last as long as you guys think we. We're we're a half hour in. We're we're on our fourth, fifth topic.
3: Is Buck dead? Yes. Probably.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> morally...
3: Actually, no, he's yes. not.
1: He's, mor- he's been morally he's dead for sorry a while. He's been spiritually dead for a couple decades. But his body, the shell, is still kicking.
3: Because yeah. of alcohol? Maybe. Almost assuredly.
1: Yeah.
0: Ironically, in the time that we have written this post-it note, Buck is alive and well, and everybody else is not right we lost jim in that time Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah
1: not to take it to a dark place <laughs> but or to a and dark i'm child. dying slowly but <laughs> god does have somebody's back in his family so for those of you that don't know because why would you listen
2: <laughs> uh buck stood us up and when i asked him why he stood us up he said he was helping his mom move furniture and lost track of the time.
3: Are you sure he wasn't playing on his PlayStation 4? Because that's I'm, why he missed an RWA show. I,
2: that's neither here nor there. But basically, I spent a lot of Saturday night saying awful, awful things about Buck's mom.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> a lot of awful things. Yep. In fact, at one point I may have called her a raggedy cockeyed ball-headed ass bitch. <laughs>
0: Alright. We gave birth to a bell pepper nose? <laughs> a white ass. <laughs> we were just having this discussion upstairs before you got here. About when, back in the day, when they would name things <laughs> oh, that was insensitively. Good, yes? yes. Like small pieces of licorice. Oh, yeah. Those had a bad name.
2: A certain, if you were a uh, uh, Louis C.K. Uh, television show watcher Louie
0: mm-hmm.
2: in the season first season he takes his daughters to see like an older aunt and she refers to a bowl of nuts on the table as a N-word toe. Oh. And then he has to explain that. Turtle. That was oh. her ladies
1: and gentlemen. <laughs> Yikes. The first well, one was me. Well let's let's be me honest. The, the history of this country is is chock full of racism. and That's right. Don't trust anybody named Chuck. Still, they're racist. Still alive. Unfortunately, uh, I actually preferred racism when it was more open because you knew who the son of a bitches were. Now they've been pushed in the corners where they hide in dark shadows and behind their keyboards. But they're still racist. But we lived in a country where Denny's used to be called Sambo's. Yep. I And that was okay. <laughs> it was okay that we're going to eat at a restaurant with a mascot Which you can only imagine what the mascot was at Sambo's.
0: See, we're going to go to a weird place here because we're in such a PR time. Or a PC time, I should say. Not a PR time, although they're kind of related. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there there needs to be that point. There needs to be a line where it's okay to say certain things under certain...
1: Yeah. I know what you're saying. Look, there's nobody in this room... Well, I can vouch for Lane and, and uh, for Jack Spade and for Vic. I, I, okay. There's nobody well. in this room that 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 condones racism. In fact, we no. deplore it ridiculously. I don't know about Melissa. No, I, but I don't
3: like racism.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> right. I, it, this co- yeah, there's a lot of suck in this country. Let's just leave it at that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I will make those jokes all day. That's right. And sometimes T.C. Washington won't like me. Oh, wow, this T.C. Washington. He ever dressed really him, like him as a Klansman. <laughs> Why would he like <laughs> that, That's funny. <laughs> Two white guys trying to present somebody with something and they don't understand what it looks like. <laughs> and it looks like something racist.
3: Uh, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I remember uh, that story. Yeah. No, I know what you're It was saying. funny. Uh, yeah. It was funny.
1: It was funny to us. Anyway, we're not racist, but Buck Brooks, you're a sumbitch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Your mama ain't shit. As far as we know, Buck is alive, although he did stand us up, so he might be dead. He might. Be dead. I
2: talked to him briefly today.
0: Oh, oh, Buck is alive.
2: I can confirm, as of like 2 o'clock this afternoon, Buck was still alive.
0: If one of the, we're now down to 10 people who listen to right. the show, have any skills in like, you know, woodworking or scoreboard making, uh-huh. if we could get like a, like a threat level sign, but it's just <laughs> is Buck alive and we could...
2: We can change the colors depending on when's the last time somebody talked to him.
0: Correct. I like it. Yes.
2: Right now we'd be a nice cool blue because we spoke to, I spoke to him today. Yeah,
0: today there's no threat level. It's yes. nice. Threat yes. level black.
2: Let Scotty pick one though.
1: He ain't picked one yet. I thought he did. I might him. No,
3: no, he didn't. He
1: picked Chasmaretti. Oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah.
3: It was my turn. Yeah, it was oh, his turn.
1: that's okay. We'll get, the way we're whipping through these, everybody's getting too. Sorry, cool. Walt. Or more. <laughs> Nobody can see me. <laughs> Nobody can see me except the three of you. Looks like you beat that cancer home. Are you
3: sure you're not joking What is
1: the... I can't read this.
0: Let me do this. What is the scariest moment you've ever had in the ring?
2: Okay. Piece of cake for me. Me too. Come Piece on. of cake for me. Uh, and I didn't get hurt. Okay. But it was... I was still pretty fresh, maybe six, seven, eight months in the business, and I was working chaos at Texas Victory Hall, mm. and we set a, we had a table, and he was going to jump off the top rope to the floor on me through the table, and the table broke, like the leg, so we had to lean it on the, the top part of the table on the ring, and then me on the table... And it was just looking up and seeing that massive body about to come down and ruin my innards. Mm. That was there was definitely a point where I wanted to get off, get the hell off of that table.
0: The, this is a true story. The first four times I wrestled Brian, for worked Brian, I threw up after every single match after the splash because of the shock of the splash hitting me in the midsection with all the the physical action. Right. Violent. violent vomiting afterwards I
1: didn't have that <clears throat> well you
2: know no I know a lot cushion the two fat guys hitting together <laughs> yeah yeah
1: I mean my moments it's a no-brainer I thought I broke my neck in a four fatal four-way tag match in Hartford uh, 4th of July uh, five years ago um, there was a miscommunication uh, Mitch Blake was one of the was part of one of the teams and uh, one of the other tag teams had missed a spot and then tagged out when they weren't supposed to and mm-hmm. Mitch was angry and he decided to take it out on me because I was the guy who got tagged in. Mm-hmm. We had talked before the show about, you know, I said, hey, I, we'll do whatever you want, just let me know if you're going to like give me a move that I'm going to leave my feet. He goes, I have to be stupid to try to pick you up. But in this fit of anger now, he decided he was going to go for a suplex. The way he cinched me in, it felt like a DDT.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was ready to take a DDT, which means I didn't post. And in route to muscling me up, when he realized I gave him nothing, and at the time I was probably going about 260, so he was deadlifting a 260-pound man, decided to drop me straight on my neck, which he did, yeah. and my whole left side of my body went numb for about five minutes. So that was the scariest time I've ever had in the ring. Uh, my necks never recovered, and it it. Gets degeneratively worse. I know that's not a word, but it will use it. You and were close. Um, you were in the neighborhood. To the point where now I can't sleep on the left side of my body because of my neck. So that was the scariest moment, and it's also had the most long term ramifications.
0: I have a similar story to that, except I was much younger. So mine eventually did get better, hopefully. Uh, but it was working. Uh, Xavier Mustafa in Green Bay. Green Bay.
2: Green Bay.
0: Green Bay. Uh, And he... uh, We were doing a match for NWA Wisconsin. He picked me up. Uh, Do you guys know the Hurricane DDT from John Walters used to be in Ring of Honor? No. Picks you up in like a Canadian backbreaker or uh, like a dominator position. Sure, sure. Roll off into a DDT. Alright?
2: So, like... Sideways or so you kind of roll off, back forward.
0: You roll off the side and then he turns and catches. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so up, rolled off. He turned to catch for the DDT, and he actually hooked it and took it back. So spiked me completely on the top of my head, and I basically had a stinger at the time, um, and it. Felt literally like my neck was compressed, like for days. I couldn't turn it either way. I uh, couldn't do anything with it, and it took because I I didn't get any treatment at all. Me right. either. <laughs> so I either. Yeah,
1: so yeah. I, I, I my
0: fault. it took months for that to uh, to finally fix and and get back right.
1: I also didn't have health insurance at the time of my mm-hmm. injury, so I didn't did shit about it. I just let yeah. it get bad. What about your scariest time? Your
3: life? It uh, it. I had to sit here and think, but it came to me when I was training, I think it was like my third or fourth week, um, uh, we were doing bumps and I think we were, I think we were doing the handstand bump and I forgot to tuck my chin and I just went down and like, the boys even saw it or something and they all were like, ooh, but I just got right up and I'm like, oh no, don't worry, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I got in line, but I I felt a little weird and stuff, but I continued and thankfully the feeling went away by the end of the session, but I just, it was like, ooh, crap, I hope it goes away because it wasn't at first. Sure,
1: I'm surprised you picked that moment. (laughs) I thought it was going to be the time you were groped by J.J. Ryan.
3: When was I groped by J.J. Ryan
1: or more like J.J. Spade. <laughs> and now, is there... A, as a
0: side note, is there a move that you guys can think of that you just absolutely... Either going through training or when people would call it in a match and you were you know still breaking in that maybe you were, didn't want to say you didn't want to take? Yeah. but Bronco
1: Buster. Uh, <laughs> you were scared of the Bronco Buster? Yes, muscle? I was. Um, no, in all seriousness, there is... Um, I mean, there were a couple of things later in life that I wouldn't have ever done. Like the Canadian Destroyer, keep that shit. They got, keep that. Even when I was in somewhat shape, that was never going to happen. But the one that always scared me is wrestling, again, going back to chaos, when we'd have to take That's It. Yeah. Because it was, that's it, it, it was basically a... a that, that big uh, style
2: Japanese-style... Uh, Back suplex. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because he, it can <clears throat> look really good if you were of a certain height. If you were slightly below that ideal height, which I think the ideal height was about 6'2", <coughs> I'm 6 feet. So I was always worried that even though I, though I tucked, that I was going to get dropped on, like Harley Hellcat got dropped on the back of his head. That's it was scary because of the... And, and the force, because it was, it was violent. Like, it was quick, violent, sudden. Brian was amazing at what he did. He was fast, he was nimble, he was a great athlete for his size, for sure. Go. But he's big and strong, and just... I mean, just to be, He, he didn't give him Brody a run for his money. Yeah,
0: because I, I and still... And he wouldn't have stabbed him. <laughs> I still can't. I don't think I could take a good back body drop now. Back body drop? Okay. I, I that like... The guy being down and trying to post and do the flip on it, oof. Sure. that thing freaks me out, man. I can't...
1: The thing that scared me was make a table. Okay. <laughs> I uh, Early on, I
2: decided that no one, no one was giving me any sort of a pile driver. Mm-hmm. I'm a real big dude. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just not a it. A lot
1: of force coming down. Yeah. So no matter how good you think you are giving it. Right. Yeah, I, I think... You know what would have scared me if I were you, though? The cross-body block to the leg. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs>
3: well,
1: I can understand why you would uh,
2: why you would think that. And I, I was surprised. I, I'm assuming Mitch Blake was 1, but 1A was the beatest punch to the neck. Oh, the
1: beatest punch to <laughs> the neck also had long-term ramifications because <laughs> Brian hit me so hard at the boys' club that he hit me so hard that he shut off my fucking pancreas. That's right. And I ended up getting diabetes. That's (laughs) right.
2: (laughs) With Mitch Blake, you didn't even see a doctor, but thanks to chaos, you take insulin shots. (laughs) For the rest of my life.
0: In in Berlin, in the hardcore match that I had with Brian, he hit me so hard in the back with a wooden crutch, I got a
1: concussion. Well? (laughs) In the back! Brian gave me a concussion once when we were breaking in. But it wasn't all his fault. The spot was I had somebody in, uh, essentially, a Texas cloverleaf, right? So I had my back to Brian. Yeah. Brian was running in. The spot was Brian took a steel chair, swung it as hard as he fucking could, which is very hard. And he was going to hit me across the back, which would have hurt like shit, but it wouldn't have been as dangerous as what ended up happening. So... I got this dude up in the Texas Cloverleaf, and he's up on his elbows, selling, right? Right when Brian gets in the ring and he's got me lined up perfectly, this dude decides to drop from his elbows to his chest, lowering me about three inches, which, as you can imagine the visual, put me right in the line of of fire, that chair smacking me in the back of my head as hard as he could, Felt like he caved my skull in, and I woke up backstage. Mm. So he did, literally knock me out with a chair. Nice. So, Should have so. went to chair shop guy. Ah yeah, <laughs> that's true. Jeff Briggs was—he was too busy at to the power plant at the time. So. <laughs> All right, guys. What do you got there?
0: Let me posit to you a question. Mm-hmm. And actually, this question is a little close to my heart because I just went through this yesterday. Is
1: the question, you want me to spit on this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, the question is not, in fact, you want I should spit on this. How okay.
1: about hush that up now?
0: <laughs> it, it's not. Okay. But both of those things should be in that. hat. Uh, it's, do vaccines cause autism?
1: Oh, boy uh well
2: i've been vaccinated i don't have
1: autism yeah as as have i and i don't have enough scientific fact i know that science here's the thing about science i respect science and science I, i get answers a lot of our questions but how come when it comes to certain things like this or like global warming or other things you get scientists who are on both sides of the argument right so that tells me that it can't always be cut and dry I don't know that I have enough information to say that it may or may not, but I do know that not vaccinating your kids puts a lot of other kids in harm's way. I can tell you that from
2: a personal standpoint, when you have scientists on either side of the aisle saying that it's possible, it's not possible... I'm not going to base my decision on based on what Jenny McCarthy has to fucking say. <laughs> That's tell you. Come
3: true. on, she's married to Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Well, that
2: makes everything okay.
1: <laughs> I, I, I feel like growing up... Okay, so let me ask you this. And, and you, know, you can talk about it with autism, you can talk about it with nut allergies, you can talk about it with anything. When we were growing up, everybody that we knew were, was vaccinated. Yes. In fact, and, and our parents, when they were vaccinated, they got a little weird thing on their arm that scarred mm-hmm. them for life, Right. right? And do you remember growing up, anybody that was autistic? No. 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 So, we were getting vaccinated then, and we weren't getting inflicted with, with creates of autism. Now, it's it's n- not deniable that autism has gone up in recent years, but I don't know that you can say it's the vaccination. Has autism gone up? Or back then,
0: when somebody had autism, did they just stick them in a home somewhere? No. And you- no.
1: And, and we would have... Look, there were kids that might not have been... Socially as well adapted, but they ended up growing up, like, you know, catching up to, to that, you know. Right. But there was nobody that I can put my finger on because I've, I've worked with autistic kids. Even uh, we have one on our baseball team when I was coaching a few years ago. There was nobody who fit that profile when we were growing up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, it's, it's gone up a lot. I think
2: that there's something that they're doing differently delivering babies. Sure, or maybe even in the prenatal biting.
0: They the back sure. imagine to get me out.
1: Right, that's what they I'm had saying. no choice. There's something that's <laughs> causing it. It's you know, and, and in some ways, I start to think, without getting too far down a rabbit hole, that in some ways, as humans, we're devolving, and not evolving. Mm. I mean, again, nut allergies is a great example. Never knew anybody. Nobody. Knows. Nobody.
0: Nobody could have eaten, not eaten those nuts. There were
2: never any notes sent home saying, hey, you guys can't take peanut butter sandwiches to school because Billy's going to die.
3: Yeah. Right. The only
2: thing, the only time in school from kindergarten until I graduated high school, the only kid I can ever remember we got any warning about was a kid who was a hemophiliac and they said, be careful how you play with him because if he starts bleeding, we can't stop it.
0: Right. Personally, I
1: have no issues with the hemos.
2: <laughs> I, but okay. I mean,
1: but I—I'd like to figure out. What, maybe it's stuff they're putting in food because there's certainly a lot of things. Because the other thing that's up, uh, you know, when we were younger, there were we knew some people who had cancer, right? Right. Yeah. It's fucking rampant. Yeah. It's ridiculous. How many people? Some of them mild cases, and they beat it and put it into remission. Some of them. Like my parents both dealt with at age 63, passing away from brain cancer. It's ridiculous how many people have bouts of cancer. We knew a few people. Oh, he died of cancer. But it wasn't like this. Right. So there's clearly, whether it's stuff in our food or stuff in the air or things in in some of the medication, there's things that are causing cancer, autism, uh, other things that at record alarming rates. And if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, here's a nod to JP, because he believes in a lot of this shit. Maybe it's population control. I know who it is. Maybe the people who are in in the power say, well, you know what? I mean, because I I still think... He's right, he's there. I still think that there's cures for all of the diseases and things that, 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 that befall us. However, there's no money in cures. There's money in research. If you tell me it's the Illuminati... Illuminati!
3: <laughs> yeah!
1: You understand what I'm saying? No. If,
3: do they control Taco Bell right now? They if, control it all! <laughs> if
1: there was a cure for cancer, everybody would get it, and that'd be the end of it. Right? Cancer would be cured, no. and we'd be good. No. But then how could you raise money and have telethons and put ch- uh, charities in place that actually keep 98% of the money and only 2% go to research because it's become business now? How could you do it if you could cure all this shit? Right. The, uh,
2: to me it's the same thing as religion organized religion to me was put in place originally to keep people in check live a good life or this is going to happen to you okay and it evolved into a huge business right so now it's all fire and brimstone if you're not doing this you're going to hell you're going to die we'll meet soon. King, you're going to die soon old lady King. so send me send me all your
3: money. I went to I I, I went to today. I went to public school from Catholic school, so I went I, to did school from I did that. Third third I did that too. So, high school. 3rd uh,
0: through 8th grade. I in into middle school. 3rd through
3: 8th grade. grade for me for Catholic you school. You know
0: what all these also, you know what all these different maladies coincide <laughs> with? The word is maladies. Maladies is something to say to a group of women.
3: <laughs> if you're from Robin Hood, malady.
0: But uh the I did say Illuminati. But the invention of Krav Maga. Oh, sure. See, I have a theory that the martial art of Krav Maga is so effective it could give you cancer.
3: Oh. I thought that was Chuck Norris.
0: No, Chuck Norris can cure cancer.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. With
1: one false swap. When Charles Bronson was alive, he'd just shoot it out of you. Well, and then, okay, so let me talk about this son of a bitch for a minute. Charles okay. Bronson. <laughs> Charles Bronson? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> So they made, like, four or five death wishes? Five. Okay. Five. Was he in all of them? Yes. Now, if you knew his past, why in the fuck are you going out for dinner with this guy? Right, right. His wife was murdered, his daughters, his fiancés, everybody he comes in contact with gets murdered in cold blood. What the hell is wrong with him?
0: And why is he never a suspect?
1: Well, let me tell you who should have been a suspect. That old bitch murder she wrote. Angela Every town she went to, somebody dies. Yeah. She finds a way to pin it on somebody and then write a goddamn book
2: about it. And speaking of old fucks who had a, a hand in something, yeah. how about Perry Mason? <laughs> that motherfucker didn't buy a dinner for 30 years. Right. He was just finding every sketchy case and he was like, I'll get you off. Buy me a steak. Right. Hmm. Right.
3: I'm going to talk to my mom
1: about that. About getting Perry Mason off and buying him steak?
3: <laughs> no, because my grandma watches Perry Mason <laughs> Well, I, I didn't know
1: if you CNC could get Perry Mason off because I don't know if he had feels below the belt. <laughs> well, that was an iron side. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> that's right. That yeah, Perry
0: Mason was not afraid to catch feels.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: that
3: song is so fucking annoying. Slap well, unless ass, you slap your nuts. ass,
1: punch your nuts, feels.
3: <laughs> I hate that fucking song.
1: Oh, man. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say.
3: Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk. Well,
1: we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash the Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at the Grapple Talk.
0: Man, that was a really good promo.
1: That was. High five. Yeah. Hey guys, this is AC Riley reminding you to check out the Riley Factor only on the Grapple Talk Network. Join me as I talk wrestling, interview wrestlers in my Spotlight and Squared Circle segment, and much, much more. What are you waiting for? Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the Grapple Talk Network today. And as always, support independent wrestling.
0: Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you
2: also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guest interviews, and of course Ragbag's love for Luigi
0: Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy Gaming. Check us out. Alright, oh, that went off the rails. Yeah. I else feel else like else I'm is. done with this conversation. <laughs> Alright, well let's, let's go ahead with the next one. Uh, uh, right. we'll just wrap
1: it up. Uh, what do what we, are we, is it Yeah, done we're or? done.
3: Let him get one more. Let, you said everybody gets two. He didn't get a second it one. It might be a quick His one. His fucking name is on the show. Oh, it's fine. No, just
0: go ahead. No, get no, sec- no, your second no, one. Get no your second one. Grab one. Let's finish. Oh, no, no, we it. Yeah,
3: Alright. It might be what he wants me to talk about.
0: You won't have time for It's it. definitely not managing. Okay. There's a hair stuck to that one.
2: <laughs> when the red light is on, they have to ask. This is a perfect wrap up.
0: What? <laughs> so we went, uh, we took the trip to Nashville where we did the uh, fantastic Nashville, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sh- wrestling show that mm-hmm. we talked about. Well, after the football game, right?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: After. After the football game, we chose to go to one of the night establishments. Oh. Well,
2: first we went to real bars. Yeah. yeah. And set a base, so to speak. Yeah, right. And then we went on to a gentleman's club.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: before you go any further,
1: how many real gentlemen... Including at the including, including the three of us? Yeah. Absolutely zero. Okay. <laughs> so Jack Gallagher wasn't walking around was with an umbrella. No,
2: no, but there was a reasonable facsimile of Buck Brooks if Buck Brooks had money. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, was
3: he making a hail?
2: So the first thing we noticed was a big sheet, a big bed sheet on the side of the building that said BYOB. Oh, boy.
3: For you your own break. boobs?
2: Yeah, booze.
3: Oh, I thought You had to boobs. bring your own boobs. Okay.
2: Because you could drink in there, but they couldn't sell it to you. Oh. oh. Yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, and the laws in Cleveland are worse. Yeah, they're much worse. Yes. Much worse. Because they have to stop showing boobs at midnight. Yeah. yeah. Which Fuck is that. prime seeing
1: boobs And, and right. you know what's weird about that is y- you won't be mentally damaged by seeing a boob at 11.55, but at 12.02, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to send you right over the edge. Yep. No boobs. You
3: know, it's it's funny you talk about the boobs. And when it comes to male strippers, we don't see much dick. But we get to touch them a lot more than you guys get to touch females. But
2: do you really want to see a dick? I mean, a dick is not an attractive thing.
3: Yeah. Ass.
0: You gotta nice. see that vein going right across the top. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. It's like a Snickers bar. Okay.
1: Is that <laughs> like, hey, we
3: nougat? We see a lot of ass. If you we see a nougat, lot of ass you should stay away touch.
2: from that dick. If you work that dick, you might be able to get some nougat out of it. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Alright, so anyway, we go in and we're hanging out and we're not there very long. And they bring every stripper from a.
0: Three county area onto the <laughs> stage. There's like 30 women for like, on a stage for probably at most 12 guys.
3: Did they have purple bottles?
0: No, that was, no, that's that's here. Right. That <laughs> they might scary. have had
2: purple bottles. So like, wait, uh, so they did a cattle call. They brought all of them all up, right. and then all of a sudden there was a light in the ceiling uh, and that rotated. A siren. It was a red light.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And all the women came off of the stage and swarmed like locusts,
0: right? Okay. So there are, like, literally, w- like, three women at every table. Right. And it started with dollar table dance. Dollar? Three
2: yeah, days? because they'd just come and they'd shake their ass a little bit, and then they get a dollar in the next group because oh, right. there are like, three yeah, at every okay. table, right? So the song ends. They all go away except for one on the stage, right? But that didn't last very long. They were only gone for, like, 30 seconds, and then the fucking light came back on, and they were out doing it again. Oh, and this wow. time they were trying to sell private table dances for, I think it was $20. But would he, it be
1: private if it was out in the open?
2: you I am private dancer, a dancer for money.
1: Oh.
3: Do what you and want me to do. Uh,
1: so
2: anyway. Is that Captain
1: Hepburn?
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, Norman. <I'm> <laughs> anyway, it also came with a shirt. Okay. And we all oh. declined. No thank you. And the one girl was like, "Well, you know, when the lights on, we have to ask."
0: Ah. Uh. The
2: light was rarely off. <laughs> oh,
0: and for the record, like some of these girls were pretty aggressive about it. They're like, "Oh, don't want your wives to know you were here. That's okay. You don't need to take the shirt." Yeah, yeah. Just get the get the
1: table dance. We'll keep the shirt. Mm. Well, did they start to resort to psychological attacks? Like, we've hacked your Facebook, and I'm telling you (laughs) No, they didn't get that far. Did
3: they at least push their boobs together and say, tip me for my show? Bitch, it's my birthday. Why you tip me?
2: I'm sure that happened. That
3: happened to me on my birthday.
2: But, yeah. I wasn't watching you. That was a thing. Okay. And then, uh, right before we left, I had to take a leak. Uh Uh-oh. So I walked into the men's room, and there wasn't a soul around. And I opened up my pants and I took out my business. And I'm standing there. It was just a little bit. And then all of a, it was just a little bit. And then all of a sudden I heard, Hey man, you like my city? And my head kinda whipped <laughs> left around. I was like Yeah? He
0: thought the urinal was talking.
2: It was a glory hall. And then he was like, Good, good. <laughs> good. You uh you in town for the game? Yeah. Yeah. And it was quiet for a second. And then he started talking. I was like, hey, man!
0: I'm trying.
3: I came
2: in here to take a piss. And I can't do it if you're going to keep talking. I'd like to report that I did not get the piss. And I had to hold it for the entire 30-minute ride back to the
1: hotel. So was this guy, like, doing business in there? He was
2: the bathroom
1: attendant. attendant. Where the fuck did
0: he come from?
1: Okay. I don't know. Do you
0: think he talked to dudes while they took dumps? I hope so. Yeah. Hey, man. You squeezing one out
3: in
1: there? So it's true.
3: <laughs> Men can't talk and piss at the same time. Oh, I'm sure
1: some can, but I can't. <laughs> I can if I'm, like, say, talking through a door, and, like, if Ryder like, Hey, Grandpa, do you want to take in a pee? I'll be right up. But if it's engaged, if you're in the same room or next, yeah, no, I can't. And well, this is especially uncomfortable because he was behind me. Oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. By the way, I think so because you were in the south. That, that was one of those trippers that she danced to that song, "Body Like a Backhoe." <laughs> I don't I think, think that song I was out. Don't know that song. Body like a backhoe, driving like an asshole. Yeah, that's that You gotta that get. Song you gotta get some out,
2: yeah. of those kids out of your house.
0: Man. <laughs> yeah, if I saw a chick with a body like a backhoe, I'm not in. Well... And I think we've learned that vaccines don't cause autism, but this podcast... Uh, I don't
1: know, I, I said I don't believe, I don't have enough evidence to say undoubtedly that vaccines cause autism, but something's causing
2: all the autism. I just want you to know that you're actually not allowed to say undoubtedly, because it's part of the promo for Grapple Talk, <laughs> oh. and AC Riley has
1: the rights to oh. undoubtedly... do we have to pay royalties? No. Maybe. No, fuck that. Just buck, buy him a,
3: a beer. 250? <laughs> All right.
1: Well, on that, I think we, we we went through eight topics, so it almost feels like this was a double episode, even though it wasn't. Eight topics, seven cheeseburgers, and a handful of beers. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's that's quite the... Yeah. So that's Steiner like, Math. I would like to thank our special guest, Melissa. Krav Maga. Krav Maga. That's for you, Isaac. <laughs> Fuck you, Maruf. I would also like to thank our regular rotating panel. Well, we're the same. We don't rotate. Fuck it. We're always here. Big Stick Ross, Jiggy Jack Spade, Hot Shots, Goin. We don't know who we're going to have for a guest next week. I don't know that we... I think the only thing we could do to, to top this or fall below this, if you want to say, would be if we uh, interviewed Miramar um, Gaddafi. That's going to be tough. <laughs> is he around? Is he is that? Or is he gone? He, he was murdered. Oh. <laughs> sure. Alright, well then how about the guy that took Gaddafi's place? Um. Anyway, we've, we've taken up way too much of your time, if you're still listening. If you were listening on a, on a road trip somewhere, we hope you didn't drive into a road. I would doubt that you drove off the road into a ditch because we were funny. It was probably because you were trying to end it off. And, you, and maybe the knob on your radio broke off. And this was the only thing you could do. To the save only yourself. way out. Or
3: I'm forcing you to listen to this because you're riding with me. That's right.
1: <laughs> we will see you next week. We
3: don't know what surprise.
1: Well, we'll talk to you. You won't see it. We don't know what surprises it'll bring. Good night, everybody. Good night, Heisenberg. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can. You son of a bitch. <laughs>